This is author Dick Frank, author of More Than a Warrior, and you're listening to Dr. Sky Experience on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And welcome back to the Dr. Sky Experience, heard proudly and, of course, all over the nation, all over the world, and even out into the cosmos. On Talk Radio 77 WABC, we like to call it the crown jewel of radio, the iconic 77 Talk Radio WABC. As we continue to talk about these great subject matters, normally the subjects of astronomy, space, aviation, and weather, but obviously, folks, with my own military service, We talk proudly about American exceptionalism and the story of truth, justice, and the American way. And today, without exception, a very special guest and author. In just a moment, we'll be introducing Dick Frank, an author of a book called More Than a Warrior, a most fascinating story that I think many out there will certainly appreciate. But before we introduce our special guest, I'd like to read a little bit from the back cover of his book, More Than a Warrior. And our producer today is Dr. D. We appreciate his talents of putting all this together so you can hear the Dr. Sky experience. Listed under top secret, Green Beret team leader Sergeant Howard Upchurch appeared in a communist uniform in front of his hooch at Triple C, the CIA's super serious and secret Mac VSOG Special Operations Group camp outside Contum City, South Vietnam. He helped design the logo that is very famous for that special group, Mac VSOG. Under the auspices of that shield, a small select group of men fought for the CIA and Southeast Asia Agency for the agency. But it was never just the Vietnam War as their black operations spilled over into half of a dozen other countries near and far. Extraordinary jungle fighters and spies, their suicidal missions required them to do things that no human should have to do to other humans. One man, Sergeant Upchurch, broke away for two years, led his own army, Montagnard warriors, irrespective of the rest of the world's plans, being forced and coaxed back into the CIA fold. With that, let's introduce our special guest, Dick Frank, who knew this man, is the backstory, of course, for Marlon Brando, who appears in the movie, the epic Francis Ford Coppola's Apocalypse Now. Well, good afternoon, Dick. Thanks for being with us. Nice to be here, uh, Dr. Skay. Well, I appreciate your time, sir. Let's start from the beginning. How did you get to meet this sergeant? And tell us this reason that you wrote this 400 and some page book, because obviously it seems like it's about time Americans knew what that special operations group did in Vietnam. Well, you're right there. Uh, Well, when my wife died, Sally, uh, in 1981, I went to uh, Tulangua, CDB, Texas. That's in the, I'm from I'm from Texas. That's yes. a small dining, uh, mining town in mining town. And uh, I met Howard Upchurch. He was retired a few years from SOG Special Operations Group, and uh, he was on the CDB porch with hundreds of people around him telling his war stories and. Uh, I said, who the heck is that guy? It took me two hours. It took so many people were around him listening to him. And 
I, I was hooked in three minutes. I would like the rest of them. I mean, and Howard was kept on going about all his misadventures around the world, you know? Yeah. And uh, he was mainly, he was talking about his mountain yard warriors. He loved his mountain yard warriors. They're about 15 year old, sort of like American Indians, but uh, I was shocked, you know, 15 mm-hmm. years old. And uh, that's where his, his uh, team, uh, there's about two or three Americans. When I say Americans, I'm talking about Sog, uh yes. Special Operation Group. That's, they're all from the CIA. Uh, anyway, uh, Howard said we could not do anything in the, in this triple canopy jungle without these mountain yard warriors. And I could go on and on, but he uh, he he had his fascinated. And why did I write the book? Because mm-hmm. I knew that this story shouldn't. Be, I mean, stories should be told around the world. I was fascinated. It was the most incredible thing I've seen of anybody write. And he was a uh, humorous and and very very serious, and uh, he had us all fascinated, enthralled, as I call it. Well, Dick, this is a fascinating interview that we're going to have here today on the Dungeon Sky Experience, talking about American exceptionalism and some of the things, right or wrong, that happened during the Vietnam War. And of course, everybody out there will, of course, formulate their opinion on all the things that we're saying here. But I want to go back in time here to describe a little bit about Mac Vsog, Military Assistance Command. They did covert and unconventional warfare. They operated, as you know, in Vietnam, Laos, and Cambodia starting January 4th and 24th, I should say, 1964 through 1972. Psychological warfare was also part of what they did. And now today, they've been replaced by something called JSOC, Joint Special Operations Command after the sad Iranian hostage rescue mission that happened many, many years ago. As you know, General William S. Warland, he really had no authority outside of South Vietnam. So what I want to ask you is, this is a very select group. So you're talking here about this gentleman. We're talking about Howard Upchurch, Sergeant Howard Upchurch. Did he tell you how he got involved in this organization? I mean, they have to pick these people, I'm sure. You know, they're just not uh, anybody or any regular soldier. They're kind of special. Talk about how they pick these people. Okay. Well, you know, he was a 16-year-old Marine in in Korea. Then he went into the regular Army. And uh, and, uh, and from the regular Army, well, he was, uh, you know, I'm talking about 50 years ago, Mm -hmm. 40-some years ago. And uh, he... uh, I'm trying to think. Anyway, he had the Soldier of the Year award in the 173rd. Uh, don't quote me on that. But anyway, he uh, <clears throat> he was an exceptional soldier, you know. From 18,000 people or whatever that was on the base, he was number one, you know, with this award. And uh, so anyway, SOG, it's a CIA organization. Uh, they uh, they uh, they picked him out. In the well, I, I, I asked Howard by myself. He said, "Well, you know, Nick, uh, they're looking for people like me." I said, "What do you mean, like you, Howard?" He said, "He said uh, I hate to talk about it now, but Howard was a was a incredibly uh, gosh, it's 
uh, killer. I can put it yes. kindly. And he's also uh, very like a slate, you know, for, uh, I'm not getting it very well, but I, anyway, he was, a, <clears throat> anyway, he was what the CIA was looking for. If I can, if you could read the book, you could, I could tell you, explain it, everything. He was, uh, well, I want people, Dick, to read the book, and I want to remind people before we continue that your website is morethanawarrior.com. And this is fascinating today as we talk here on the Dr. Sky Experience. Dick, before we go further with the colonel and, of course, the story of the Master Sergeant and Sergeant Howard Upchurch, I want to ask you, talk about your military career, too, so we can find out a little bit more about you. Who's Dick Frank? <laughs> that's, 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 that's funny, too, because I told Howard that, you know, I just got out of, uh, I mean, <laughs> when I met him, you know, uh, 1981, and he's retired. And uh, I said, Howard, I don't like to talk about my experiences. You know, I was mm-hmm. a sailor, right, during the Korean War. And I said, I don't like to talk about my experience, but uh, but I will tell you, Howard. I said, I was a, I fought the Battle of the Riviera. Then they wore bikinis in the Mediterranean. My my home port was Cannes, France, where the Hollywood stars go and everything, you know. Yeah, and Howard, wow. and Howard, mm-hmm. Howard said, that's a good duty, Dick. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. But when you meet this man, I mean, this is interesting. Can I, can I ask you, when you're talking about Study Butte, Texas, where is that on the map so people understand? You kind of want it. I want to use the word, and I hope you're not offended. You became more of like a recluse, sadly, after your loving wife had passed away. But where is this location, Study Butte, Texas? I don't call, I'm, I'm gregarious, and I'm not a uh, recluse, you know. I was a dropout, you know. Uh, it's a, it's a Big Bend National Park, Texas. It's on the Rio Grande River in okay. southwest Texas. And it's a Speedy Butte, or Terlingua. They, they're, they're synonymous. I mean, they're, they're really close together, a few miles apart. It's a, it's, it's a gorgeous Beautiful mountain desert country. If you like mountain desert, I mean, it, all they hit, when I was there in 1954 after the Navy, there was only about seven people there. Now it's full of still dropouts. I call it the, uh, the, uh, of the, anyway, it's full of uh, dropouts and hippies and everything, but at least it was when I was there, you know, in, in the, so it's it's very close to Big Bend National Park. Yes, that's interesting. But Dick, as we're doing this interview today on the Dr. Sky Experience, heard proudly here on Talk Radio 77, WABC, as we like to say, Dick, we broadcast out of New York, around the nation, around the world, and I'm sure even out into the cosmos. Dick, you're what, 92 years young. Am I correct on that? What's the secret to being 92 years young? Tell us. Oh, I'll tell you, it's good. Organic carrot juice and white Russians. <laughs> I, I, I'm joking. <laughs> I, I, I know. I know. <laughs> no, I was. I was always. A, I was always a help because uh, I was a concentration camp victim when I was very young. You know, so I always. Uh, well, you know, I always. I got. Uh, eventually, I ended up eating uh, organic vegetables and in in. Uh, 
all that kind of stuff. My wife was furious at me when I first met her. She didn't eat white rice or nothing. But finally, oh. she should, finally she she uh, realized, you know, that, that I was right. And she said she died at forty six with a brain tumor, but but she was beautiful still, uh, more beautiful inside and everything. But she she became a health buff like me. Yes. Now I'm sort of off my uh, table on that stuff. I just my whole my whole. Uh, Problem is, I eat too much ice cream and chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. You keep eating ice cream, Dick. Because let me tell you something. I hope I make it to ninety-two years. And the story you know, we're about they, to hear is, it, yeah, go ahead. Well, I just want to say I do a little bit of yoga exercises every morning because mm-hmm. I said when I was very young, I said, "What can I keep doing?" Because most people. You know, they might build themselves up and everything, and then they let themselves go when they get the old age. I always mm-hmm. say you can't let gravity get you. And so I, I do a little yoga exercise every morning, and then I pray to pray, pray to God for Sally. That's my prayer. And then, uh, then I, and then I, you know, I'm finished with my book. You know, I, uh. Then I uh, actually, what I do, I always, I'm working on my cover letters all the time. It's sending it off just like this. Yes. Yeah, that's what I do. Well, Dick, your book is over 400 pages long, and it goes through so many different audio cassette interviews that you did. You put over 200 audio cassette tapes together. But now let's get to the meat of the story here. Obviously, yes. we're talking about a man, Sergeant Howard Upchurch. Now, we find out that there's this movie that comes out August 15th, 1979, and I'm sure everybody in the house, and hopefully everybody listening to the Dr. Sky experience, has seen Francis Ford Coppola's epic movie, of course, Apocalypse Now, in which we find out that this Colonel Kurtz, played by Marlon Brando, one of the most famous actors of all time, the movie, and I'm going back in my own notes here, was not considered to be very popular when it first came out. They actually had $5 seats in Los Angeles when it first came out. It was exhibited and performed and displayed in three theaters at the time. But it comes from a novella, and I want you to talk about this. The Heart of Darkness, where they got Apocalypse Now from, in 1899, Joseph Conrad writes this epic novella. So what I'm trying to get from you is you believe very strongly, because you write the whole book about Sergeant Howard Upchurch, how is he the role model for this particular colonel who is Marlon Brando? How, how did he come to tell you that? That's an interesting story. Please, please tell us. I, uh, that's exactly what happened. I'm glad you asked me because I was going to tell you that. <laughs> Everything yes, you never wanted to know about Dick Brent, but the Freddie was going to tell you anyway. <laughs> okay. So it, so in fact, I was on the internet just a while ago and I, Hold up! This is all about Apocalypse now in uh, Marlon Brando mm-hmm. and, and uh, sure. uh, Colonel David Hackworth. Uh, he died in about fifteen years ago. I, I was watching him on TV, and he uh, he was so arrogant. And I said, "God Almighty!" You know, and he was on a for a specialist for terrorism. You know, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I, so I called him up. I got a hold of him. And uh, and talked to him, you know. And he, and in fact, I got the trans, I got the email too. We email, 
He said, well, Dick, I asked him, I told him, I said, uh, I have Howard up there. He's a role model for Apocalypse Now. And mm-hmm. uh, David Hackman said, uh, and I, I don't have my email right in front of me, but basically he said, well, you know, Francis Ford Coppola contacted me, and he said uh, he wanted me to uh, be an advisor for uh, uh, Apocalypse Now, especially mm-hmm. uh, uh, Marlon Brando. In uh, Hackworth, Hackworth, he wrote, I try to write really good when I'm trying to promote somebody, you know, but he was writing sure. bad English and everything, but he's an author, so, you know, he's got some books out. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and anyway, uh, Hackworth wrote, wrote, he wrote, and I'll tell you and everything, he said, uh, he said, uh, I told uh, Francis Ford Copeland, said, I uh, just got out of the service, and he said, all I want to do now is uh, drink and uh, lay the women. <laughs> no, no. Wow. Actually, he said. Actually, he said drugs. I hate to badmouth the person. He's kid. He's he's dead and everything. Like I just pulled it up just for reference because I knew I was on talking to you. He said all I want to mm-hmm. do is drugs and make the women. So he turned wow. it down. Okay, wow. but anyway. Oh, I forgot to tell you that the main mm-hmm. thing. What sure. he said. Uh, he said, all uh, oh, Apocalypse Now, it wasn't uh, just Howard Upchurch. He said it was all of us. He said, he said uh, Francis, uh, Francis Ford Coppola just compiled it from uh, a little bit from Heart of Darkness and the, and the other veterans, you know. And I said, uh, mm-hmm. he said, it, it wasn't uh, just, he said it wasn't uh, just Howard Upchurch. I said, uh, let me ask you something, uh, David. I said, was, do you know, uh, was you in SOG, Special Operation Group? He said, right. no, I wasn't. Well, mm-hmm. so he didn't know. Howard, I talked to Howard over at our kitchen table for 10 years. He said, these people don't know. It's so secret. And, uh, well, of so course, I, right. Right. So this anyway, is amazing. He, he had yeah, no right. idea. So I, all these 10 years when I sit with around Howard, I asked all these questions, and I'm a very objective, and I researched and everything. There's a lot of people that say that he was a, a here, so he was a, a pop, I mean, a Marlon Brando and Pakistan, you know, but it was mm-hmm. Howard. Wow. You know what I, I want to do? Is, I, my book yeah, is yeah, full of uh, yeah. explaining that time thing, no, because absolutely. I know people, I know people want to know that. Oh, you bet. And I want people to read the book. But what I want to do, just to refresh people's memories, just in case they're not really fluent in the 1979 epic Apocalypse Now movie, we're now going to hear the trailer from this particular movie. Because I remember, Dick, when I first saw it, I was in Hackensack, New Jersey, at what we call the Oratani Theater, which was downtown, if we have listeners, of course, from WABC on Radio 77. I got into the see the, the movie and I was kind of shocked, but we're going to hear that right now to bring back the story of Apocalypse Now and the connection that you assert here in the movie and the book that is well documented that the role model for Marlon Brando, Captain, uh, you know, Colonel Kurtz, is yeah. obviously Sergeant Howard Upchurch. So here we go. Heard of Colonel Walter E. Kurtz. Your mission is to terminate the Colonel's command. 
Terminate. Terminate with extreme prejudice. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Very obviously, he has gone insane. This is the end, my only friend, the end. Are you an assassin? I'm a soldier. Okay, that's amazing. But I want to get back to this particular story of about this gentleman that you've interviewed. He passed away in 1999. So you're probably one of the only people alive. That's the reason for your book that has all this documentation. So people need to look at these vignettes about what? 52 chapters in here of information about what it was like to be in Mac Visad and this particular man. But I, I got to ask you too. Talk about where these Montagnard warriors were. Where, were. where was this happening? Was this in Cambodia? Was this in Laos? Because we weren't supposed to be other than in Vietnam, I guess, correct? Uh, that's, sort of, that's sort of funny. <laughs> because it was in Vietnam, it was in Laos, it was in Cambodia, all, every place. Uh, wow. Howard, Howard and General Westmoreland, which uh, was a, uh, a competent, of Howard, General Westmoreland, uh, Howard, that was his friend, General Westmoreland. Westmoreland mm-hmm. got Howard L. out of so many troubles, you wouldn't believe it. Anyway, the, the Monyard Warriors uh, was in, uh, uh, basically, they was in Thailand. Mm-hmm. And, uh, wow. I mean, like I say, Howard, I couldn't, Howard said I could not do anything without uh, my Mountain Yard Warriors. But, I mean, wow. uh, when he was in, uh, his base camp was in Cambodia, I mean, uh, Vietnam, Tantoon, Vietnam, and, and he could, on a moment's notice, the CIA could send him off to another mission around the world, like in Lebanon or, or Turkey or whatever, you know. It's not just Vietnam. And I try to tell the people that, they, that you know, it, Howard was a troubleshooter. The, the, uh, the most, uh, elite troubleshooter for the CIA for many years. Yes. Wow. This story gets more interesting, but I got one that I want you to share from the annals of history again that has a lot to do with President uh, Lyndon Johnson. And I'm reading here from your notes. Unlike the Congressional Medal of Honor winners like York and Murphy, Howard blew his Medal of Honor in a wild rant against President Lyndon Johnson in a hotel ballroom before he was to receive it in front of the nation. Talk about that, because this guy has uh, nerves of steel. So tell us what <laughs> happened there with President Johnson, in your words. Oh, I, 
I remembered it perfectly. Most of the ninety percent of my stuff in my book is hours words. I got this uh, two hundred audio cassette tape, and I just mm-hmm. took it from Howard. You know, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I'm just an average writer and everything. I'm not special or nothing. You know, I'm, but anyway, I got the people interested because they're listening to Howard in the story. Howard said, uh, <laughs> "I can't use vulgarity for you, but." Uh, Howard said, well, give uh, us the best you can. Give us the best you can on the other side, then. There you go. Well, Howard said, uh, okay, I'll tell you something I didn't know. And he said, Dick, nobody uh, nobody goes up to see the uh, president for the Congressional Medal of Honor. They always have two of his buddies. So when he gets so drunk and everything, they can straighten him out to see the president. You know, he said that. He said and I was so uh, I was so keyed off of, of 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 the president of the United States. He said uh, I was at this ballroom the night before I was supposed to go from the nation to uh, mm-hmm. from Lyndon Johnson and uh, Lyndon Johnson. Howard is from Texas. We're all from Texas. Lyndon Johnson's from Texas, right? And mm-hmm. and Lyndon Johnson with the Secret Service men walked over to this ballroom that they was all in that the night before. And he said, uh, he said, uh, 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 Sergeant Upchurch, I'm, uh, I would just want to uh, talk to a fellow Texan. And, uh, and Howard got very, Howard is a small guy, five foot eight, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, blue eyes. You ever see his incredible, intelligent blue eyes. But anyway, Howard got up halfway up from the chair and his buddies, grabbed a hold of it, and he told, he said, Johnson said, I'm little and ragged, and I have no fear. I know I'm not wanted, but I'm blah, blah here. Uh, you know, <laughs> F, F here. And then Lyndon Johnson, yes, uh, Johnson, he said, uh, uh, oh, thank you, uh, thank you, up there. Uh, thank you, Sergeant. And he walked away, because he was afraid Howard was going to expose all the misdeeds of the CIA and everything, you know. Wow. So he, he said, was well, a man that could, right, he was a man that was untamed. I mean, he'd just tell them no matter who the hell it was, whether it's the Oh, yeah, well, I can say when uh, General Westmoreland got him out of so many troubles, you, you won't believe. <laughs> well, let's talk about something else in the time we have here. Your book, again, just yes. in case, folks, you're just curious, who are we listening to today and speaking with? We're speaking with author Dick Frank, he himself, a Navy veteran, spent an amazing amount of time with the gentleman whose name is Sergeant Howard Upchurch. Who is he? In the top secret organization known as Mac VSOG, he and a team of military operators were in places that America said they weren't and shouldn't be and whatever. They operated in Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia, starting in January, January 24, 1964 through 1972. Covert, unconventional warfare, psychological warfare. Dick has over 200 audio cassette interviews in his book entitled More Than a Warrior with 31 photos, well-documented. Why are we talking about this? Because in our author's opinion, Dick Frank, this particular individual, Sergeant Howard Upchurch, is the role model for Francis Ford Coppola's movie, Apocalypse Now, in which Colonel Kurtz is played by the famous actor, Marlon Brando. That is just totally incredible. 
But now what we're going to hear is, let's talk a little bit about what this particular model and this particular individual, as we talk about Marlon Brando, Colonel Kurtz, here's an audio clip from the movie describing Colonel Kurtz, describing the horrors of war as he basically had his own little organization in an area that America wasn't supposed to be. So here we go. He said, what in the future can we do to prevent such as this? That's what I told him about taking the officers. General Westmoreland, the day that they required a private to read and write before he could become a member of our glorious state. It's the same day they should have closed all the factories generals back in the train could see what I saw, would they still want me to kill him? More than ever, probably. And what would his people back home want if they ever learned just how far from them he'd really gone? He broke from them, and then he broke from himself. I'd never seen a man so broken up and ripped apart. I've seen horrors, horrors that you've seen. But you have no right to call me a murderer. You have a right to kill me. You have a right to do that. But you have no right to judge me. It's impossible through words describe what is necessary to those who do not know what horror means. Horror. Horror has a face and you must make a friend of horror. Horror and moral terror are your friends. If they are not, then they are enemies to be feared. They are truly enemies. So Dick, that's totally amazing. I mean, the connection here, without a doubt, I mean, you have no doubt that this is the man who is the person as far as the namesake of our Colonel Kurtz, Marlon Brando, in this epic apocalypse now. Tell us more about this. Your research is very deep. Okay, you're right. I have absolutely no doubt. Uh, you know what? I, uh, I've seen apocalypse now. Maybe uh, I haven't seen it in the last 15, 20 years, but uh, I, I, I was listening to it one time. This is after uh, maybe 15 or 20 years ago, and all of a sudden, they mentioned Sog. I said, what? <laughs> now, I forgot it somewhere in front of the book, and, you know, and I didn't, I didn't, they had all this kind of bamboo music and everything, you can't listen to them, and all of a sudden, mm -hmm. they just, in one sentence, they just happened to mention Sog. I said, 
there it is. There's SOG, you know. And that, at that time, you know, nobody knew what SOG is. And uh, uh, really, really at that time, you know, and they still don't, you know. They uh, Anyway, and I, I uh, oh, yeah, there's, a, there's another thing. And I and I was listening to I listened to the Howard up there. I mean, uh, more than uh, more than uh, I'm anyway. Talkless uh, now. He said uh, I was listening to a friend of mine. He wanted to listen to it uh, because of Howard. Anyway, we listened to Talkless uh, now, and towards the end, he said that. And then uh, Colonel Kurtz, uh, Marlon, uh, Colonel Kurtz went from the was one seventy third, and to the I mean it went from uh, uh, he said he he went to the one seventy third, you know. Mm-hmm. And I said I talked to my friend. I said there it is. That's what Howard was in the one seventy third. He said he wow. didn't go to him. Howard just was real was uh uh. uh an advisor to the 173rd for a mission, you know, a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. So wow, that's, well, Dick, that's, you're go ahead. No, what I want to say is, this is interesting, to talk about how secret these operations were and how orders like this, for this secrecy, obviously, when our friend here, as we're talking about here, our Sergeant Howard Upchurch gets his audience to receive a medal from President Lyndon Johnson. Here's a story, and I'm going to quote from your book. They just wanted me to keep my mouth shut about the secret mission I was on. End quote. Howard said that. One of our choppers with super secret equipment was down in Laos, a place we're not supposed to be. I was above them in my own chopper calling for help. And he says, that's my brothers down there waving and yelling at me. I told the fighter jets closing in on the enemy soldiers. Instead, the pilots destroyed the crippled chopper and my men for a few pieces of highly classified electronic gear. An order like that only comes from the president himself, end quote. So whatever was going on there, I mean, that's, that's kind of a disgrace, but uh, we're talking both sides of the Vietnam War here. I mean, we salute all those patriots that fought in the war and those that died. But from the highest levels of the government, it's damn about time that we hear some of the stories, which I'm sure most people knew, Dick. But now your book helps make the connection. Obviously, you need to have these secret, uh, you know, military players out there. But at what cost do we have to sacrifice them in order to sacrifice and save missions? That's beyond my pay grade. What say you as we almost close our interview today, Dick? It's a great book. People should get it. More Than a Warrior. You can learn more by going to his website, morethanawarrior.com. And he's available uh, if you want to send him an email. I'm sure, Dick, this is the email that I'm going to put out there. SOG, S-O-G-N-A-M, like SOG Vietnam, just SOGNAM at Yahoo.com. Dick, you get the closing word here. Your book is informative. It's great research on somebody that has, of course, been involved in some of America's most secret and tantalizing missions, Mac V. SOG, and the story of Sergeant Howard Upchurch. What say you as we close out today? Okay, I want to tell you something. Uh, I never stopped because I, I owed it to Howard. I told him I was going to get his book out someday. And uh, I'm only 92, so... <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I 
I'm in pretty damn good health, and uh, uh, it's an obligation on my part. Howard, you know, one time I told Howard, I said, I can't do this book, Dick. I mean, Howard, it, it's just too big. He said, Dick, you don't know it, but someday you'll finish my book. And so I finished it. And uh, I'm making a fortune off of it on the uh, royalties I got. And in two years out there, I made $150 so far. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. That's amazing royalties, Dick. And that's why we're doing this interview, to expose the great work that you do and your service in the military. But equally important, the story of Howard Upchurch, a top I've secret organization heard, I, involved in the CIA, behind the CIA, and around the CIA. More than a warrior. Dick, I appreciate it as we conclude this edition. Stay on the line with us as we go to the bottom of the hour, the heartbreak here. But I want to mention to all of our friends here in Arizona from the WABC audience, if you're out here in Arizona, two great sponsors of what we do here on the radio, Yao's Chinese Restaurant in Gilbert, Arizona, and the two locations of Raphael's Pizza, their New York Genuine Pizza, that is New York Genuine Pizza of the West, really. So you get New York Genuine Pizza from Raphael's and all the good people. And many thanks to our producer, Dr. D who handles the controls to make sure that everybody can hear this particular interview and all of them on the Dr. Sky Experience. Once again, proud to be here on Talk Radio 77, WABC, the crown jewel of radio, the iconic 77 Talk Radio, beaming out of New York, around the nation, and around the world. Thank you, Dick Frank, for a great book and a great story. More Than a Warrior. Get your copy today, folks, by going to morethanawarrior.com. Thank you, Dick Frank.